Channel Talks. Every other week, I'll be talking to expert educators about how to tackle some of the most challenging issues in education. I'm your host, Wendy Amato. I'm the Chief Academic Officer for Learner's Edge Teaching Channel, and I teach. This week, I'm joined by Andrew Roselle, President of iTeach. Andrew, welcome. Thank you for being here. Uh, help me with um, with what you'd like for people to know about you as we get started. What is your background? Why are you interested in education? Uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I actually did not go to school to be an educator or, or help serve teachers. I went for business and finance, thinking I'd conquer the world through business. But uh, my mom started iTeach, and, and her and my brother convinced me to come back. And as soon as I joined uh, back with the family at iTeach, uh, the, the passion for teaching that my mom's always had uh, really laid heavy on me. Uh, she made me, uh, as part of my recruitment, go get certified. So I went through the full process of our program, and I'm a fully certified math teacher in Texas and kind of learned the ropes. I started from the bottom. I was a trash emptier and filer uh, 13 years ago at iTeach, and, and I've had the privilege over the last decade plus to uh, do almost every job in the company and, and learn a lot about teaching, the, the certification process, and really the needs of schools across the nation. Can we talk a little bit about um, a blog that you wrote? Uh, you were talking about uh, education and some of the challenges that are there. When you wrote your blog, um, well, have things changed since you wrote your blog? Yeah, that's a good question. The blog I wrote a couple of years ago really uh, spurred from a Time uh, article piece in the Time magazine, uh, and, and it had a very um, negative kind of overtone to the teaching profession. It highlighted a lot of the negatives without uh, showing the benefits. And, and so I really wanted to, to open up and engage the conversation about kind of the balance. There are definitely some things that need to be corrected at the teaching profession, uh, but there's also some incredible benefits and opportunities that the teaching profession has. And I don't think uh, it, it can be minimized to low pay. And that's how we kind of uh, broad stroke brush describe teachers. I think uh, teachers is the greatest profession there is. And so there's a balance between understanding what opportunities exist within teaching, but also realizing the challenges that we need to face. Do you have any success stories that you hear about or what kind of follow-up do you get from iTeach graduates? How are you following their success? Yeah, so the, the greatest uh, part of my job is to hearing those success stories. Yes. Uh, to hear how someone might've been paid handsomely in a former job, but it wasn't worth it. And now teaching provides um, just value to their day, um, excitement and uh, the the, most impactful stories that we hear, and they're numerous, is when a teacher is in the classroom for the first time and they're teaching a difficult subject. And sometimes for teachers, it's it's early on, it's like knocking your head against a wall, trying to figure out how do I teach this the right way to all my students. And the most satisfying thing I hear uh, from the teacher's perspective is when a kid gets it. When that kid just, you could see the light bulb and their eyes go off and they're like, ah, I get it. The fulfillment from a teacher to know that they've taken a comprehensive and complex um, topic and gotten a, a child to learn it and enjoy learning it, that aha moment uh, is, is really fantastic. And some of the career changes we have, it, it's interesting to see we have ex NFL football players now coaching. We have uh, NASA scientists, we have MIT top class individuals, um, a lot of military that come through our program. And so just the, the diversity of our teacher candidates in the classroom is really uh, something special to see. I've seen some really great interviews that you've had with some of the uh, program participants and their stories really are unique. And uh, I think there's some reassurance there that this opportunity for alternative certification can meet the needs of people from all different backgrounds and experiences. That's great to see. 
We uh, we recently uh, had a, an interview and, and the, the videos online on our YouTube channel of an individual who was a clerk at an accounting office and she was putting in 50 hours a week just doing uh, paperwork, uh, kind of paper pushing at this accounting firm. And she asked her husband uh, just about the process of becoming a teacher and her husband from her perspective and her story was not supportive of the change to teaching. And so she stuck with her job for two more years after that. And finally, she said to her husband, I have to try it. I, I need to go. Uh, I need to get into a classroom. And before the first year was over, her husband came to her and apologized and said, if I knew you would have been this happy teaching, I would have done this two years ago. And it's those stories that we can see heart change and fulfillment in lives uh, through the teaching profession. I love that. Yes. Why wait? <laughs> Yeah. Isn't it, life is short. We've got to get out there and make make the change be the change. Uh, there's no point in delaying. Well, Andrew, I want to ask you a, some myth buster questions, if you don't mind. One is, well, let's talk about this myth that teachers have summer off. <laughs> Thanks for uh, laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think the idea, uh, like, like you said, the myth that teachers work 40 hours a week and they end at the end of May and they don't come back to August is, is, is simply um, not true. Teachers do have the benefit of a longer vacation in, in a lot of times. And I think that's a job perk, um, but the, the hours are from a teacher's workload are not between the bells of the school. Um, there's extracurricular activity, um, especially if they are some sort of coach or director of an extracurricular activity. There's typically travel, there's um, certainly summer obligations. And so it's very rare for a teacher just to kick back for three or four months in the summer. Uh, they're typically wrapping up the school year for several weeks after the school year. And then prior to the, the students coming back at the beginning of the school year, they're in the classroom weeks ahead of time, prepping curriculum, prepping their classrooms uh, in, in uh, hopes and in preparation of good learning happening in the upcoming weeks. I reminded people to stop telling, uh, stop saying that teachers have the summer off and to start saying teachers have flexibility in the way they use their time during the summer months. There's continuing education, professional development, lesson planning, uh, all of the changes that happen when you get assigned a different grade or a different uh, type of course and you, you need to uh, get yourself ready. But good, I, I'm glad to hear we feel the same way about the, the summer myth. How about um, this myth, factor fiction the teacher is the boss of the classroom well um, I think in, in a lot of ways there's probably some uh, fact and fiction to that um, teachers definitely have some autonomy within the classroom in terms of how they structure that 45 minutes or that 90 minutes they have with with the student they have a lot of autonomy on on how um, they, they structure how the desks are placed and how the rooms decorated they, they certainly have um, that empowerment to them, rightfully. But also they, they have rules to follow from the administration, from the campus administration, the district administration, and also state legislators. And so there is a top-down kind of management structure that all teachers work within, uh, but then within their own classroom, uh, they, they definitely have um, the ability to be flexible in, in how learning uh, takes place with the, the end goal being uh, one, students learn one year's worth during that one year. But apart from that, there are some um, accountability measures that teachers are, are working uh, towards as well. 
when you talk about the administration or legislation, I would want us to emphasize also that those factors are not interference, they're actually support and structure to help the teacher. So I, I think it's a, it's an okay thing that they're there. I think we'd be remiss if we talked about to the teacher as the boss of the classroom, uh, we'd be remiss to not mention the role of the students, since mm -hmm. we know that the best teaching happens when there's a healthy relationship and trust between the, the teachers and the students. What do you what do you encourage new teachers to work on as they think about establishing a classroom environment that's conducive to learning? Any special recommendations through your program? I mean, that is that is a great and thoughtful question. I think teachers, from my perspective, I, I interact with new teachers more than tenured. And, and during that first year, what I see a lot of times is the teacher feeling overwhelmed. And so I think when a teacher is worried too much about external factors and not student learning, it takes away from just the ability to enjoy that student learning and engagement. And to, to your point, if there's some ability to do some student-led learning, if the teacher's distracted, they're not going to pick up on those cues from a, a student to kind of press into learning opportunities. And so from a from a perspective that I have as a preparation program is one, through I teach, I would say get your coursework done as early as possible, just so you're prepared from, from a pedagogical standpoint, just to have that under your belt. But then just to walk in confidence that there's going to be mistakes made in the classroom. That's fine. Students are very forgiving. Um, but also just to try to focus when the students come into your classroom, give them your attention. When they leave, if there's other things that need to be addressed on your plate, then, then certainly uh, do that. But when the students are in your classroom, just provide them the most attention you can. And with our program, you have a supervisor right there to help. So if something happens in the classroom and you're like, oh no, what, what just happened? For, with our students, they can call a supervisor up and say, hey, can you help me counsel through this situation or, or what's my next steps with this? And so lean on, on the support structures that not only your program has in place, but also peer teachers and that administration that you talked about. Teachers, most of us keep our eyes open for affordable, flexible, and relevant continuing education. Learner's Edge is the leading graduate credit continuing education provider and has met the needs of over 100,000 teachers. With Learner's Edge courses, you can enjoy your continuing education from the comfort of your own home because the courses are online and self-paced. That means you can work on your course whenever and wherever you'd like. Go to learnersedge.com teaching for a promo code to save 10% off your next course. That's a lot of coffee. So let's turn back to this question of compensation. Teachers are notoriously low paid. What are your thoughts about that? You're right. Teachers are low, low paid. Uh, considering the amount of education that the, is needed, not only just to get in to the profession, but also just to have enough content under your belt to teach proficiently, there's just a lot of learning that teachers go through. There's a four-year degree at a minimum, and then our coursework is, is graduate level coursework. Um, and so it, this is not a necessarily a vocation. It is a profession on par with, um, I think, the requirements of law and medicine and, and those. This is crucial uh, to our country and the next generation rising up. And so um, for the work that teachers are doing, they are um, they're underpaid. And I think there's an ongoing struggle to, to find funding to make sure that their pay does increase. Do you have advice for those of us who want to support this energy behind improving teacher pay? 
Well, I, I think teacher the teacher pay conversation obviously is complicated. We, we are certainly not the first two individuals to talk about it. We will not be the last ones to talk about it. Um, but I, I think there needs to be an elevation of the teaching profession on a whole. Um, apart from the comp apart from the compensation uh, specific topic, I think the teaching profession needs to elevate in terms of public respect and admiration. Sadly, there's a lot of teachers that are telling their current students never to go into teaching, mm -hmm. uh, and we need to stop that. We mm -hmm. we need to, as a community, as a nation, as as different pockets of our our great uh, states begin to elevate teaching. We want the next generation to want to be teachers. And as we start promoting the teaching profession, as more people want to be teachers, we need to talk about the incentive to become a teacher. Thank you. Thanks for joining us this week. You can find links to topics Andrew and I discussed in the show notes or at teachingchannel.com slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe on whatever podcast app you're using so you don't miss an episode. We'd also really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review. You can find Teaching Channel on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to let us know what you thought about this episode. And you can find me at Wendy underscore education on Instagram. We'll see you in two weeks with another episode. Thanks for listening.